Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. Mariah Carey, back in your ears, but also back in your mouth. That sounds awkward. Back on your taste buds. Not much better. She's making cookies again. Uh, last year was the first year that she kind of did this joint uh, project with a with a company that's what their role is, obviously, to make the actual cookies, because you know Mariah's not going to. Why would she? She's going to pay other people to do it. But chocolate chunk, triple chocolate chunk, health bar, lemon cooler, spiced oatmeal raisin, and white chocolate cranberry, plus cinnamon sugar, gingerbread, and chocolate raspberry truffle. They actually sound delicious. Oh, interested. And they're by order only, so, I mean, anybody can grab them. From anywhere, it seems. Maybe there are restricted areas of the world, blah, 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 blah. I didn't really look that far into it. I just noted Mariah Carey's got Mariah Cookies once again for the holiday season, stuffing more Christmas into our faces, right? I mean, it's Christmas songs, it's Christmas specials, it's Christmas food, it's Christmas outfits, it's Christmas everything. But she is the queen of Christmas, after all, and has never, ever once had a black mark on her holiday performance career, right? Right? But say, I'm reminded... You know what goes great with cookies? One of my favorite things. <laughs> Happy New Year! I just want to take a sip of tea, if they let me. They told me there would be tea. Oh, it's a disaster. Okay, well, we'll just have to rough it. I'm going to be just like everybody else with no hot tea. I kind of want a hot tea. You want one, too? No, I'm buying, but I don't know where you are. Well, there was one woman who was causing quite the uproar up in the skies on a Delta flight recently. She wasn't kitten around. Uh, that makes sense when you realize that the reason that she was in trub was because that she was she was breastfeeding a hairless cat. I don't know why it needs to be a detail added in there that the cat was one of the hairless breeds, but it does make it seem a little weirder, doesn't it? And it's already really, really weird. Um, there is a photo that has been posted on a Reddit message board that shows the the communique going back to the uh, the, the, the the parent company, I guess, or maybe just back to the airport security saying. And I repeat, a woman in certain seat is breastfeeding a cat and will not put the cat back in its carrier when a flight attendant requested. All right, all right, I've got so many questions. Why being chief among them? But also, beyond the obvious objections, um, don't those sharp teeth hurt? Ouch! No! Did she think that she would get away with sneaking it? Or did she, did she make a mix-up happen? And if so, if so, where's the kid? You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Starting off with Dave Grohl and Greg Kirsten back again with the final night of the Hanukkah sessions last night and covering KISS once again, uh, covering the work of Kyam Witz and Stanley Eisen, two young lads from Queens that set the world in thousands of stages on fire as Gene Simmons and Paul Stanley of KISS, as the uh, caption goes. And if you want to rock and roll all night... And party every day. This is the song for you. Very impressed by Dave Grohl's uh, big man Gene impression here. so much can't wait for next year honestly i hope that they do keep going on with this and hope it's not just a pandemic exclusive kind of thing speaking of dave grohl and the entire foo fighters band specifically we also got a sneak peek just this past week at their horror movie coming out in february specifically february 25th the movie studio 666 the teaser not strong on the dialogue but heavy on the rock 
beat there kind of reminding me of the days that uh, that uh, Mr. Fu himself, Dave Roll, is playing for Tenacious D, but I digress. I digress. Also, a little bit of news about the Grammys. Interestingly enough, a few names have been taken off of the nomination list. Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and St. Vincent each. The reason being that there's been a redefinition of some of the writing credits for some of the categories, and one includes only direct writers, not those who are credited because their previous works were sampled, interpolated, or reinterpreted. So, so long to those Grammy potentials. Tuesday. Not sure where they get this number exactly, but it says 37% of the world's population has never been online. 37% of it. I'm like, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't know if that's true. I mean, I don't really have any basis, and I hate being like, you know what? My intuition tells me better than statistics and facts, because it doesn't. But still, I don't know, but 37% of the world's population never been online? Let's define what online means, because I think it means any time that you've sent or received information via telephone signal, satellite signal, whatever, that basically was more technologically advanced than what you would need to send a fax. You know what I mean? It's more than a fax machine. If we're beyond that point and it's over some sort of internetworked telephone line, you know what I mean? That's the internet. Now, if we're talking about having access to actually usably fast internet and having it on hand uh, you know, at a moment's notice, totally. Okay, a lot of places do not have that. And there are tons of places here in Canada that don't even have that. Some of them don't have running water either. Another story, though. But I think that they, in this 37% business, might be defining online as like surfing listicles, taking inane quizzes, stalking exes, spouting stream of conscious crap into the digital ether, you know what I mean? That kind of online, and maybe 37% of the world hasn't been doing that. In which case, they're, they're probably better off. Drake, a Canadian rapper, he has, uh, and, and basically Mr. Toronto, he's had uh, some Grammy nominations this year, two of them have been rescinded, though. He and his management have withdrawn from those nominations. They haven't actually been taken away by, you know, the Grammys or, or the organization. No, it's actually all on Drake's side of things, and it's unclear as to why, but a lot of suspicion is going towards, uh, you know, similar moves that he's made recently, saying, don't pay too much attention to me, don't give me accolades right now. He was, of course, indicted in the Astro World tragedy and uh, is in, uh, you know, litigation right now in, in several ways, and I think he's trying to make it right. Maybe it's... Uh, you know, a little heavy-handed or light-handed in different ways, but still, I think he's trying, and this is just part of that uh, trying to shy away from the spotlight situation. Uh, the Grammys, of course, coming out in the new year, February 25th, or January 25th, rather. Um, and then we've also got a story coming out of Spotify News where it's all about musicians, no, wait, no, comedians, and the writing credits for the work that they make, the content that they produce. Apparently, there's been a push to have uh, comedians compensated for writing as well as performance, just like artists do on the musical side of things. In response, it seems that Spotify Spotify has removed the work of literally hundreds of comedians, uh, including John Mulaney, Kevin Hart, Tiffany Haddish, and a lot of, obviously, others. Um, interesting, interesting way to deal with this Spotify. I gotta say that, you know, nice to have that Spotify wrapped tradition at the end of the year. Another tradition would be great to pay the artists that, uh, you know, you build your business off of. Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. There are a lot of people seem to be specifically choosing to put up Christmas trees in their bedroom because it might just be a boon to your sex life. <gasps> yeah, uh, apparently. I mean, um, 
you might say that couples are erecting bombs to feel a little extra holiday cheer. And I, I mean, I kind of get it. I kind of get the concept here, the warm glow, the safe, cozy feeling, the anticipation of joy. For sure. Uh, and you know, Christmas trees are lovely. Um, I've always kind of been a like one Christmas tree per house person. But I do remember one time going to my brother's house. You know, he'd moved out of the house. He's much older than me. And going in there, he had two different Christmas trees. I'm like, that seems a little excessive. He's like, no, 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 no. Put, it, put one in every room of the house if you so choose, if you so want. So why not? Put one in the living room, put one in the bedroom. Either or, why not both? And sometimes, let's be honest, the living room is not an option when you've got kids running around. Sometimes that's just not an option for a little of that holiday cheer we were just talking about. But then again, the question is raised, why stop at Christmas? Why not just plant a pine in your, your bedroom, people? After all, like the Christmas Carol says, come they told me, Parumpa pum pum Wednesday. Grey Cup coming. Well, actually, uh, arrived in Hamilton just yesterday, apparently. The mayor was there. The CFL commissioner was there. Uh, some Tiger Cats alumnus. People just really happy to see the trophy heading on into the city. And uh, then, of course, it's going to be a big, big game on the 12th. All kinds of fun to be had, including the halftime show with the Arkells, right? You've seen the ads. You've heard the ads. You know that they're coming. Bam, bam. Uh, but the Arkells, just last week, if you missed it, ran into a little bit of a snag. Oh, no, is this going to have any bearing on their ability to continue performing? No, but they did get a message that they shared with the world, and it just tickles me. This is so funny. From a man named Ron Kells. Ron Kells. My name is Ron Kells, and we all have a problem with the name of your band and the rights to it. Please get a hold of me before the halftime show goes on. Seriously, this is at uh, 6.45 a.m. Then at 8.53 p.m., I don't know if it's the same day or not, but still, later on in time, Ron Kells continues to message the Arkells. Obviously, y'all aren't taking me seriously. I'm not happy about my name being used internationally, let alone across Canada. Uh, it goes on, especially as halftime entertainment for the Grey Cup, spelled wrong. Get a hold of me ASAP. Y'all have noticed that you don't have permission to do this under my name. My phone number is blanked out. Good thing. Good thing, because this guy would have gotten a lot of spam if they had left the number on there. That wouldn't have been cool. I do not give these people permission to use my name. Well, hey, I got some good news for you, Ron Kells. They're actually called the Arkells, not the R.Kells, and they're named after Arkell Street in Hamilton, Ontario, where the band is from and where the Grey Cup is going to be happening. There you go. Problem solved. David Bowie would have been turning 75 coming January 8th of 2022. That's, uh, you know, a big milestone. And of course, the big to celebrate, there is an event that's coming on. A Bowie celebration is the title live streamed uh, from Rolling Live Studios with a ton of tribute artists talking, uh, you know, Living Color, Gary Oldman, Rob Thomas, Walk the Moon's going to be there. Ricky Gervais making a special appearance, uh, backing band uh, with people who have actually worked with Bowie as well to uh, perform a lot of these these amazing tunes for for this event uh, tickets on sale right now I believe it's like a virtual ticketed event I'm not exactly how, sure how that works but um, the, the very first celebration of Bowie came together one year after he died and now it is expanding and expanding and expanding and uh, that is the exact date that you have to look forward to this big event taking over the internet it's going to be 70 sorry 75 on January 8th 2022 
friends, family, relatives, distant and close, going to be in attendance for that one, whether in person or virtually. And then uh, more updates on the horrible Astroworld tragedy where several people lost their lives and many more were injured in the crowd while Travis Scott was performing. Now, the rapper himself has put in official requests to dismiss the several, several, several lawsuits, talking about dozens upon dozens, uh, as uh, the Live Nation uh, organizers deny allegations. So, um, looking like more dismissal requests are going to be coming from it. Doesn't seem very cool. But I don't know what other option there is in this situation. I don't know the full details of anything going on other than that. It's just a horrible tragedy, and it would be great if it never happened, but it did, and now it has to get figured out. Thursday. We've had a couple of uh, you know weird flyby moments uh, just this past week, plus across Alberta, hearing like loud booms in certain places, ca- dash cam footage of, of streaks through the sky, big lights, uh, and now something very, very distant. <laughs> it's not going to be coming very close to us at all, but still is about to be visible to the naked eye is a comet named Leonard. Comet Leonard, yeah, and uh, in the eastern sky, northern hemisphere, that's where we're seeing it, and it will get brighter and closer to the horizon every morning until we hit Saturday, the 11th. So, I mean, you know, a few days of actually being able to catch this, so you can watch it with binoculars even, or telescope even better, of course. But very interesting, we actually have some clear sky to be able to do this. I didn't spot it myself, you know, coming in or anything like that, but... Also, I wasn't looking too hard, uh, but you can. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying eastern sky early morning before it gets bright out. You should be able to see it. And each day this week getting a little brighter, a little bit easier to see. And also a little bit more tempting every single time I read about Comet Leonard to just shout out some of the shut up Leonard jokes from the show community, Adam. Shut up, Leonard. You smell like mentholiptus. What are you even doing here? Exactly. There's a poll that was conducted to find out about exhaustion with workers, and the average worker apparently hits a wall by 1.04 p.m. That sound familiar? Yeah, I bet it does. I bet it does. I mean, shift that number if you start your shift a little bit at a different time, you know what I mean? A little earlier, a little later, adjust for it, but about 1.04 p.m. for the average worker. Reasons for the exhaustion, besides the extra you know, holiday duties that we've got this time of year, and besides the general pandemic glaze in our eyes, well, not enough sleep. Simple enough. Long working hours, too much screen time, kids, just kids underlined, maybe underlined twice. Um, and since you can't or just won't change any of those things, some of the best tactics for perking back up are getting up and walking a bit. Stretching your legs, you know, changing your scenery, and uh, small talk with coworkers. Oh, wait, no, no, no. This says quick random conversations with friends at work. So they're not actually suggesting you open up a dialogue, you know, with the resident energy vampire. Not a good choice. When it comes to zoning ordinances, I have a few thoughts. As you are planning to make your commutes, your cruise to work, or to wherever, dropping the kids off, getting to some shopping, whatever the case is, I implore you, check the plug-in. I know we've warmed up a bit. You might not even be plugging your vehicle in as of, like, last night. But still, um, I myself found my my extension cord just barely holding on for dear life to the actual outlet when I got home from work yesterday, meaning that I didn't unplug it when I left. Womp womp. And that means that I very much uh, was close to. I was I was just a hair away from leaving a snow snake in the road. You know, the story of the majestic snow snake. You can't see it all year round. It's very, very, very elusive. I mean, sometimes, very rarely, you'll catch one in the summertime. But mostly, they are a winter animal. 
Commonly, they're found dead in the middle of the road, often, often beheaded, not always, but often beheaded or close to. And I hope that you haven't found yourself in that situation. Have you driven away while still plugged into the block heater? Let me know. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Just quickly checking in with the Pixies and their live in Brixton box set, which was already announced, an eight-disc collection, both vinyl and CD formats available as well as I think a digital release as well. Uh, but uh, documenting the sold-out reunion shows, four of them that the band had at London's O2 Academy Brixton in June of 2004. It was supposed to be out January 28th. Now, actually, it's not that much of a push. Only delayed until February 25th. Sometimes with these things, especially during the pandemic, we've been seeing huge, huge uh, time frames where things get shifted down the schedule, down the calendar. About one month, just shy of, not too bad. Speaking of, in January, January 8th is the date if you want to check out David Bowie's 75th birthday anniversary live stream. What would have been his 75th birthday, after all? We were just talking about this earlier on the uh, the, the music news of the week, but Gary Oldman, Ricky Gervais, Evan Rachel Wood, Duran Duran's Simon Le Bon, uh, and John Taylor from the band Def Leppard's going to be there, Living Color, Walk the Moon, Jake Wellesley, Rogers, and a ton more are going to be sharing in the love for David Bowie and all of the many different faces of of him on, like I said, January 8th. It is a ticketed live stream event being sold through Rolling Live Studios. You know, you're carrying on, you're having a good time, you're socializing, entertaining a little bit for the holidays. How do you get those late guests to leave? What is your trick? It's a whole bunch of people getting on uh, on the internet in an article about how to give those signals, how to give that night-night uh, you know, indication, I want to go. Some people rely on a wardrobe change. Uh, I've never done this before, but some people rely on the switch-out, uh, claiming that the robe goes on, or you switch out the, the, the fancy pants for some you know nighttime shorts. Uh, you, know, you get a blanket going on on the couch, put on your favorite show, start shushing them when they talk over the dialogue. Yeah, they should get the hint, right? They should get the hint. One of the things that I have pulled out, though, one of the tricks is the garbage bag, the big garbage bag. You're still having fun. You're still conversing. You know, you're still having that chat, but you've pulled out the giant garbage bag and you're starting to do a little bit of the tidying. Not all of it. You want to leave some of it for the next day, right? But still, that message, that signal, that's loud and clear. And you're either going to get one of two things. They're going to start helping you out and then leave, or they're going to get the picture and they're not going to want to help out, but they're still just going to leave, right? Makes sense. What is your technique? Like, how do you get rid of the lingerers? Lingerer, man, lingerer. How do you get them to take off? I am always reminded of a classic 1978 episode of Saturday Night Live. Jane Curtin, John Belushi, Bill Murray in The Thing That Wouldn't Leave. You see, uh, we both have to be at work real early tomorrow morning, see? God, I'm thirsty. Is there anything in the fridge? <laughs> <laughs> Friday. It's almost the end of the year, and you know what comes in January? It comes our need to improve ourselves, to face a whole year ahead of us to go, I'm going to make some changes. Commonly referred to as resolutions, but not always put into that, you know, sphere, right? Sometimes it's just natural. You're looking at a whole new year ahead of you, what possibilities lie in, uh, therein, and you want to make some some changes, right? Well, there's been a, a study, an experiment, in fact, which uh, took about 60,000, 60,000 gym membership goers in the United States uh, doing different four-week programs, and uh, this is like a, a whole team of scientists getting behind this to try and crack down 
the answer to what is the formula? What is the motivation that actually keeps us sticking to a workout schedule? And I thought the answer was actually pretty fascinating. So, the plan that worked best followed a structure that's called plan, remind, and reward. So, there's the plan. You figure out which days you want to actually do your workout routine. Remind, you'll get a text message the day of saying, hey, you're supposed to come in today. You should probably do that. And then reward. If you do make it to your gym session, you can get a small, small incentive. Like we're talking like 25 cents-ish per workout session that goes towards what you can pay for later on. That's not a whole lot of money, right? That's not actually going to make that much of a difference overall. But it's strange how the motivation works. What's funny is that that didn't work in the long term. It did in the short term, but then people kind of got wise to it, I guess, or, 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 or thought better of it. What's interesting is that when they made it so that if you miss one workout, you'll earn even more money than you would have to go to the next workout. So like 30 cents instead of 25. That's all the difference that it made. And suddenly the motivation clicks in and people long term were able to stick to that schedule much better than in every other case. I find that very weird. I find that very fascinating. And I find that very much not actually making me want to go and work out right now, sadly. For years, for years here, since, you know, working here in the Stony Creek area, I would see driving instructors just buzzing around the Stony Creek streets and, like, almost nowhere else. I'm not saying they wouldn't take young, in, you know, drivers and give them instruction in other areas of town. I'm sure it happens. I'm just saying I never observed it. I never got to see it. I never witnessed it. But I would consistently, all the time, right here around the Stony Creek area. Constantly. And it gave me the supreme confidence that the newest crop of drivers would be expertly equipped to navigate all of, like, five roads. Great! But one day, silently and without warning, and without me even noticing, the usual sight of the driving instruction just faded away. It hasn't been seen here around for weeks. For weeks now, I realize. Looking back, I'm like, when's the last time I saw a driving instructor right around my work? It's been a while. And then it hit me. I haven't seen them since the new roundabout opened up. Oh yes, yes, that makes sense. The overpass over Confed now has a roundabout right next to it on this side of, uh, of, of Confed, on the north side, and the instructors clearly don't want to teach the new drivers how to navigate that thing. But the irony is that they really, really should. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Kurt Cobain home, uh, one that he inhabited when he was but a child, apparently lived in there from 78 till about 82, so for four years, is up for sale. And that's a big deal, I guess, to some people in Monsanto, Washington. Uh, he lived with his father following the divorce of his, his parents. Um, and it's available for about $279,000 American. So, I mean, like, not a huge amount of money for the house. I don't know what it looks like or what the property is like or if it's a good location, location, location. Or if there's absolutely a speck of anything to do with Kurt Cobain left in the house after he lived there as a kid for four years and no longer as of 1982. I don't know. Seems weird that we're still just calling this Kurt Cobain's childhood home. But I digress. The Gorillas have made a big announcement yet again. They are just consistently letting us know what's on the horizon. And the latest is an art book that has a ton of guest collaborators in it. Over 40, including Jamie Hewlett, uh, Jack Black, Robert Smith has even uh, contributed as well. 
It's called The Gorilla's Art Book, and it should be out in April 2022. Uh, don't know if there's a pre-order. Uh, of course, yep, there, just saw it. Pre-order is available. How could there not be one? Sad news to end off with our music news segment. Uh, Bronsky Beats co-founder Steve Bronsky has apparently passed away. Uh, the uh, synth-pop band and pioneer of the genre was uh, was absolutely influential on so many different artists and so many art forms and music and pop music. He passed away at the age of 61 and uh, cause of death not clear at this time. You're still seeing a lot, maybe a little bit of a slowdown in the momentum, sure, but a lot of people posting their Spotify wrapped information, such as it is. Yes, allow us all to judge you for your choices of entertainment. Uh, but you know, Spotify wrapped, you know the deal. It's basically the end of the year uh, collection of the report. It's funny seeing people saying things like, oh, this is just so accurate, so accurate. It's like, yeah, it's... It's accurate. It's statistics. It's what you did. It's not an interpretation. It's just been put into an infographic. Anyway, uh, it's been interesting, you know, music, podcasts, everything that people have been listening to and, and putting their attention into, you know, while on the Spotify app. We get our entertainment from so many different sources. It's not exactly a clear-cut picture of what you did over the year, but I do think that other streaming services of other kinds should probably get on board with stuff like this. Like, I mean, I would like to see, uh, you know, instead of uh, the songs that I listen to throughout the year most often and, you know, most, uh, you know, uh, artists that, that got the, the most attention over the year, I want to see, like, from Netflix, I want to see this, the, the shows that I watched while I was sleeping. You know what I mean? Like, I want to know... When the algorithm is kicked in, realizing that I am no longer conscious and that these are just like playing in the background, wasting data, wasting energy, but providing a nice, soft companionship background noise for me to sleep to. You know what I mean? So basically what I'm asking for is instead of a Spotify wrapped, what I think we need is a Netflix while I napped. Okay, that's a long road to get there. But I actually do think there would be value in that. I would want to know what those shows and movies are. Transmission over. One more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday, or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday mornings starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise FM.